0: You are in the war. It wasn't called you are in a war. You're in the war. Been going on for years. It's not going off in in Afghanistan or in Iraq. It's going on inside of your head. Who's the war between? The war is between you and your selfishness. God and the devil. And remember I shared with you that, that very selfish act of driving right past somebody who needed some help. So, tonight we're going to look at something a bit more positive. We're going to look at you choose who wins this war. God has not predestined anybody to have to fail. It's not the devil, and it's not even God who chooses who wins your war that war against selfishness. It's you who chooses. And only you can choose. You can have an influence on the rest of your family. You can have an influence on those around you. But only you can choose who wins your battle. Now, you can because God has given you, each one of us, myself included, has given us a free gift. It's called the will. You know what I mean? The power to choose. Nobody can take it away from us we can because of what god has given us we can choose right over wrong we can choose good over evil we can choose the truth over the lies we can choose love over hate you know the the will it's it's not it's not like your hands you can see them or your legs if you equate the body you know the human body to a business you know the business has goods inward Okay, that could be like the hands, and it has the management, that could be like the brain, and, you know, it has the different parts of a company have different parts, but every company has a CEO, a chief executive officer, and your will in your brain is like the CEO of your body. Let me illustrate. It was a couple of summers ago, my brother and I. We live near Tally Lake. My brother lives in England now, but he used to live in Michigan. And we went up to Tally Lake with my family, and we got a little raft, a little blow-up raft, and we paddled our way over to those rocks. Have you ever been there? Tally Lake on the north shore, there's some rocks. And this particular rock that I found myself standing on was about twenty feet from the top of the rock down to the water. And I had this great idea that I was going to jump off these rocks into the water. And I was I saw other people doing it, I thought looks like great fun. So my brother and I, we climb up the rocks and we stand there and we look down. Well, it didn't look very high from the boat, but <laughs> looks very different now. And we think, of, well, it's only 20 feet, but then I'm five foot eight, so it's 25 foot eight to where my eyes are. So I look right down and my children said, are you going to jump, daddy? And I said, yes, I'm going to do it. And so they say, okay, one." two three why didn't you jump daddy why didn't i jump come on enter in with me why didn't i jump i didn't want to i did want to you know i did want to but i didn't want to You, you enter in what did i have to do to get my feet off of the rock and then fly in through the air what did i have to do make a choice good answer if i don't make a choice that's only a little thing But if I don't make a choice, am I ever going to jump? No. No, It's just not going to happen. That's right. No no choice is a choice. But if I wanted to go, I had to make a choice to do it. And it's the same in everything in life. A lot depends on the will. If we're going to choose it, it's going to happen. If we're not going to choose it, it's not going to happen. Here's a key point. If I just leave you with the impression that to be a good person, all you've got to do is choose to do good things, that's not quite enough. There's a little bit more to it than that. Now, ladies, you don't have to put your hands up, but how many of you have ever been on a diet to lose a bit of weight? Many of them. (laughs) Have you ever come to the point where you realize that your willpower is not enough To do the job. Yeah? You wake up in the morning and you're determined you're not going to eat it. And then before the end of the day, you've eaten ten of them. (laughs) How about you men? Have any of you men ever tried to give up smoking? I'm not going to buy any. I'm not going to smoke any. And then you're driving right past the gas station and before you know where, you're in there and they're all gone. And you said you weren't going to do it how is it that we can end up doing something we don't want to do is there two of us are we all schizophrenic or something you know how can that happen how can we not do something or how can we do something that we don't want to do it's because the willpower that god has given us the the choice power that god has given us is not enough to overcome evil if it was if I could just say to you tonight, all you need to do is choose to do right, you wouldn't need God, would you? You could just go off and you could say, okay, I'm going to choose to be a great person now. Whenever temptation comes my way, I'm just going to choose it. Now, choice is important, but it's not the only thing. So let's have a look in our Bibles. I don't know if you can, perhaps you can, I hope you can. Open up your Bibles to James chapter 4 and verse 7. James chapter 4 and verse 7. There's a little principle found in the little book of James here, which is going to be very useful if we want to use our will properly. Whilst you're looking that up, James chapter 4 and verse 7. I want to emphasize again that just trying to choose to do right, it's good and it helps out. But you know, some people have got more willpower than other people. So some people get a fair way with that. Other people don't get anywhere just trying to use their will like that. James chapter 4 and verse 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. There's an order of events here. The first part, it says, doesn't say resist the devil. That's often where we get into it. We get into a difficult situation and we say, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to watch it. And we try to fight self and the devil. We try to fight it just with our will. It doesn't work. What's the first part of the verse? The first part of James chapter 4 and verse 7 says, submit yourselves to God. You know, in a situation where you are under temptation, the first thing we need to do is not try to resist the temptation. The first thing we need to do is to, we need to settle with God. Are we going to be on his side? Or are we going to try and fight this on our own? You know, if something comes into your life, maybe you're tempted to watch something you know you shouldn't watch. Maybe you're tempted to go somewhere you know you shouldn't go. Maybe you can feel the temptation coming, and that person is just going to get a whole load of words. And you you know it's coming. The first thing to do at that point is not to try and grit your teeth. I'm not going to say it, but he deserves it. You get into a kind of a battle in your own mind. The first thing to do in that situation is to offer up a prayer to God and say, God, I want to be yours. Right now, I'm not worried about all of that. I just want to settle that I want to be yours. I want to be on your side right at this point. If you do that, it's only a little thing. But if you do that, that's submitting yourself to God. Then you can resist the devil. Because when you submit yourself to God, you get power from God. When you submit to God in that situation, that's like plugging yourself into God that we talked about last night. You know, there's a Bible verse, Zechariah 4 verse 6, it says, Not by might, you know, not by just trying hard, nor by power, but by my spirit, Amen. says the Lord of hosts. It's only when we connect to God, when we get that channel that goes up and down between us and heaven, that we can deal with any of the temptations that come to us on earth. So remember, at the point of temptation, don't try and fight the temptation Try and connect to God, and then you have power to resist the devil. Let me illustrate this to you. Some of you might find this a little amusing. I hope you can enter in. It was about two years ago, I was driving up Nucleus Avenue. You all know where that is. What is the speed limit in Nucleus Avenue? Quick test 25. What are the police like in Columbia Falls? You all know. Okay, well, I was going up Nucleus Avenue. I was. I was doing a good deed, I was helping move a piano for a friend. I was going up Nucleus Avenue and I was doing 37, so the officer told me. We were going one way, I didn't even see him going the other way. He swung around just like only they can do and now he's right behind me. My wife says, well, what's his problem? I said, sweetie, I think it's us. So, he pulled up, and it was obvious what my next move was. So I pulled behind the post office there stopped. He comes and sees me. He tells me, I thought, well, I'll try, I'll try. I'm from England, and, you know, the speed limits are all 30 and 35 over there. They don't ever have any 25s. So I tried that, and I thought he might have mercy. First, uh, first ever offense, I thought the English accent might help. I tried everything. He gave me a ticket. so I paid my money I can go with that I was speeding I wasn't concentrating I got a ticket I paid my $55 all was finished it was about 18 months later about six months ago my car insurance company sent me a letter saying that my auto policy had gone up $275 a year well, my car's getting older and, you know, it should be going down. So I called them up and they said, you know, it's, we did a search on your record and you have a ticket for speeding. I thought, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I said, well, is there anything you can do about it. And they said, nothing we can do about your policy. You'll have to go and see the judge. If you can get that taken off your license, we can take the money off of your policy. Okay, well, it's worth a try. So I called Judge Gordon. You all know Tina Gordon? And you're all nodding. I mean, are you all speeding ticket people? (laughs) Oh, you make me feel so much better. (laughs) I thought I was the only one. I've seen plenty of people getting pulled over. So I called up Judge Gordon, and I said, I've got, this. my only offense, and would you have mercy on me? She said, if you come and see me, and if you go through traffic school at your own expense, then I'll take that off of your license. Keep out of our system for three months. I thought, okay, well, traffic school was only going to cost me $50. So I'm going to go to traffic school, whatever that is. It just happened to be watching a video at an ex-policeman's house. So I watched the video, cost me $50. Then I got the $275 off of my auto insurance. Great! In in that whole process, I had to go and see Judge Gordon. She said, come and see me at 11 o'clock. So I'm leaving home at about 10.30. We live over in West Valley. And I knew it was going to be tight. So I'm going along. <laughs> it's not as bad as you think. I'm going along, and we live out in the country. all right. And there's, never, there's only deer and a few cows. And I'm going along the gravel road thinking, boy, I'm going to be late. But I didn't speed. So I come to this point, and there's, a, there's some roadworks going on. And the guy is standing there with his his lollipop thing, and it's, it's kind of facing, it doesn't say stop, and it doesn't say go, he's kind of got it edge on, so I'm not gonna stop and ask. So I went past him, and he smiled, and on I went. And I got to another point, and there's a lady with a radio, and it was right on a 90 degree bend in the road, so I had to slow right down, and she gestured to me, stop. So I wound the window down, and she said, they're resurfacing the road, you'll have to wait here. Now, I'm back in that war, I've got to go and see the judge. Now I'm going to be late. I mean, it's hard to get mercy when you're late. So I said to the lady with the radio, can I, can I just go through? I mean, I'm only a little car, and I can just go around the trucks and through. And she says, no way. You wait here. So I waited. Eventually, she said, you can go on to the next point. I went on to the next point. And she said, the lady will stop you at the next point. Well, I was just driving along, and all of a sudden, this lady leaps out of the bushes. Stop! I didn't see her. She says, you must stop here. You cannot go up there. I said, it's okay. I'll wait. Now, this is where I was tempted to be extremely frustrated. I mean, I've never seen road works on this particular road, not before or since. Just on the day that I had to go and see the judge. <laughs> but there's power when you connect with heaven. At that point, I wasn't getting mad at the lady that was keeping me there my focus was on connecting with god i said god give me peace and he did i was at perfect peace i offered i said to the lady is there any way we can go around this she said yeah you can go up that road and along that road and along that road along that road and you'll end up on farm to market and then you know your way okay off i went i got lost can you just enter in with me i mean it's funny now but it wasn't very funny at the time it's now quarter to 11. I've got to be there at 11. I haven't even got onto farm to market yet. I've still got to cut across church and onto 93, and you know the route. What I want to share with you, though, is this power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because as I chose with my will to connect to God, I just chose to give my heart to Him. I was at peace. I was at perfect peace. And I went the rest of the road, went through, got to the courthouse there, didn't know where I was going. I just gave it to the Lord in my mind. Perfect peace. I walk up, and now I get to Judge Gordon's office. It was about 20 after. And I said to the lady on the desk, any chance that I can see Judge Gordon? I know I'm late. And she said, Judge Gordon's gone. Oh, but you can see me. All you've got to do is fill in some forms. Well, I didn't know that. What I'm trying to illustrate is, if you connect with heaven, nothing needs to disturb your peace. You don't have to be frightened about anything. You don't have to become overcome by any temptation if you will connect with heaven. Tomorrow, in the quarter hour power, we're going to look at another subject. It's not just choice. It's not just making a choice to connect with God. There's more to it. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more.